God bless you and welcome to Yesterday Ended, Healing the Traumas of Life. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thank you so much for joining me today. How many books are in your local library? How many books are in your local bookstore? Let's not even think about how many books are available online. How many TV stations are available? How many streaming services are available? How many radio stations, satellite or regular broadcast or online do you have? What are you reading? What are you watching? What are you listening to? These will determine the quality of your life. Is your life filled with promise and with hope? Or is your life filled with despair? What are you feeding on? What kind of fruit is growing in your life? We have so many choices today, but are we making the right choices? Do you smile throughout the day, or do you wear a constant frown? The choice is up to you. If you're having trouble having the smile, and having lasting fruit, and having a healthy spiritual diet, today's episode will give you some direction. Give a listen. My first memory of television as a young boy, black and white television that is, consisted of three channels in my hometown of Wichita. That was basically it. At that time, back in the 60s, there were two ways to receive a stable television signal. There was VHF, which was the common one, channels 2 through 13, and then UHF, which included channels 14 through 81. Usually the UHF channels were dedicated to local public TV, culture, and educational shows and reception was always a challenge. Tuning into a station was a lot of work, playing with the antennae ears and hoping it would stay throughout the length of a program. There were times someone would literally have to stand and hold the antenna to keep the channel stable. Something about the human body makes it a perfect antenna. That's a whole other subject. As I stated in my introduction, now there are literally hundreds and hundreds of things to tune into. So what are you tuned into? What are you choosing to receive through your ears and eyes? We decide whether to listen to God or to the world. In today's episode, we will learn it's about choice. It's a choice, the voice we call master. It can bring life or it can bring disaster. What you hear in your ear grows in your heart. The seed planted doesn't easily depart. So now beware and take care what your mind thinks. It determines if you float or if you sink. Weigh each word you have heard for its merit, laden with death or pure 24 carat. So what will you receive? It's your choice. Years ago, I recognized that at that time in my life, I found my thoughts becoming overly aggressive and violent. I never gave in to road rage, but I thought about how some drivers should end up after they cut me off or were driving dangerously in front of me. It's not uncommon to get aggravated at the selfishness and stupidity of others. But to start planning their demise and reveling in their demise is not a godly 
a Christian-like thing to consider. Our response is to be kind, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. So as I considered the situation in my life at that time and how my thought choices were ungodly, I prayed about it. The Lord reminded me of two TV shows I was tuning into. In one of the TV shows, the hero of the show was a FBI agent. And in his search for the bad guy, he found out his brother had information he needed. To obtain this information, he mercilessly beat his brother, who he had tied to a chair. In another episode of the show, one of his colleagues had a gun to a bad guy who had killed his friend. So the hero of the show shot his colleague to stop him from killing the bad guy from whom he needed more information. A great example of being kind, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Well, maybe not. The other TV show I was watching, well, let's just say everybody was beating up on everybody. It was dog-eat-dog. So as I considered these television shows and what I was feeding on, I came to realize they were not beneficial to my life, and I made the choice to stop watching them. And so the harshness of my thoughts subsided. Think back to recess in grade school. You're getting ready to pick a team to play a game. You look at the available kids and you size them up as to whether or not they will be best to help you win the game that day. Do you need speed and agility? Do you need strength or smarts? What does each player bring to your team? Many of the decisions we face in life can be processed through reasoning. We consider the pros and cons or the consequences or benefits of the different decisions we might make. In the real game of life, the players that can be on your team start with the Father, and then the Son, and then the Holy Spirit. Add in a host of angels and a Bible full of promises, provision, and permission, and I ask you, who are you choosing for your team? Who will help you win? Every week we are faced with how we spend our time, how we spend our money, and how we spend our effort or energy. How do we schedule each day and each night? For a lot of people, our day is a work day. So in that work day, how much effort or energy will we expend? Will we be a diligent worker or will we be slothful? Will we put are all into our work, or will we try to just get by? As a Christian, our true boss will always be Jesus. Consider what it says in Colossians chapter 3, verses 23 and 24. And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord, and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. Who do you work for? You may report to a human being here on earth, but that's not your master. Your master, your Lord, is Jesus. And yes, he is looking over your shoulder all the time. Fortunately, as he is looking at you, he's making intercession for you to the Father. He's praying for you to be renewed in the spirit of your mind and to be strengthened and comforted by the Holy Spirit. Even with Jesus praying for us, our work week can be draining sometimes. Even if we work at a job we love, it can be challenging. 
Consider what Jesus offers us in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 and following. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. So what choice will you make on a day that you are being slammed? Do you need another cup of coffee, more caffeine, or maybe something a bit stronger, be it pill or bottle? How do you handle the stress that comes in your work week? Jesus invites you to come to him, and he will give you rest. Now that's the kind of boss I can work for. He then instructs us to take his yoke upon ourselves and learn of him. As I mentioned in the introduction, all the different avenues by which we can receive information, what are we tuned into, Jesus or to the world? Jesus describes himself as being meek and lowly in heart. So working alongside him, being yoked to him, will, as the verse indicates, give rest unto our souls. Because his yoke, his workload is easy and his burden is light. So tomorrow when you show up for work, who will you be working for? Making Jesus Lord in your life and recognizing his presence within you will definitely change a lot of your decisions. You will make different choices. Also recognizing that as your Lord, he provides for you will allow you to see through the challenges that face you and help you see the victory that is waiting for you. After Jesus was baptized, the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness to be tempted. When the devil tempted him on his hunger, Jesus responded, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Jesus chose to respond with the truth of God's word. The devil tempted him a second time by trying to get him to use his position as the Son of God to his own glory. Again, Jesus responded with, It is written and quoted the scripture. The devil tried it a third time and Jesus continued to respond with, It is written. So when you are tempted with that first thought, what is your response? Do we push back with the truth or do we let it slide right into our heart? 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. This verse tells us to cast down, not to consider that which is against the knowledge of God. We are to bring those thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. What will you choose to do? Depending on your choice... You can have the news show up on the lock screen of your phone every time you lift it up and look at it. How delightful. If you listen to my podcast very often, you know I don't listen to the news. I have plenty of people and things endeavoring to enlighten me as to the most current disaster or plague or war or scandal or what have you of a negative sort. Perhaps you have thicker skin than I do. But watching or listening to the news either saddens me or makes me mad. I know I need to pray for the body of Christ and several other things mentioned in the scripture. I do so regularly. So watching or listening to the news does me little benefit. 
How many times in your life have you made the wrong decision and some sort of calamity resulted? Sometimes there are dire consequences to our choices. We must be cautious in that which we choose. And then there is the memory of defeat and making the wrong decision that we might be haunted by. Then we need to choose to remember the victory we have in Christ. Then we need to choose to remember that God loves us as he loves Jesus. Then we need to choose to remember that we are his beloved children in whom he is well pleased. Sometimes that need to be kind, tender-hearted, forgiving one another even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you, must be turned towards ourselves. We need to forgive ourselves for making wrong choices. Turning back to God is the act of repentance. It need not be a long drawn out event. Simply turn to God and apologize and endeavor to follow him. Faithfulness pleases God. He knows that we are weak, but he chose us to be his children before the foundation of the world. And look at this promise in Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. The wonderful thing is, is that God does not leave us alone. He has promised never to leave us or forsake us. He is actually at work within us both to will or to desire and to do to accomplish his good pleasure. He is a hands-on daddy. His voice is ever-present if we choose to listen. It's a choice, the voice we call master. It can bring life or it can bring disaster. What you hear in your ear grows in your heart. The seed planted doesn't easily depart. So now beware and take care what your mind thinks. It determines if you float or if you sink. Weigh each word you have heard for its merit, laden with death or pure 24 carat. So what will you receive? It's your choice. Heavenly Father, I pray for your children who have heard this. I pray for their hearts to be turned to you with joy, that they remember your love, that they remember, Lord Jesus, your sacrifice of your life for them, that they remember the comfort of the Holy Spirit within them. Heavenly Father, I pray for your presence to be fully known and experienced. I pray that they recognize all the promises that you have freely given them through Jesus. I pray They learn to choose the truth and walk in your ways, knowing you are always there next to them to help them. I pray this all in Jesus' name.